Hey, I'm Jesse. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We're gonna begin in verse 29. In this chapter, Paul has cataloged his myriad sufferings and afflictions. His threshold for pain and suffering, be it physical or emotional, was immense, as was his fruitfulness for the kingdom of God. I think that not a coincidence. Here's 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29, and then we're gonna cross-reference what he's talking about in Acts chapter nine. A lot of the afflictions he's already named are, I mean, we, we see them. We know that it's true, his story checks out. We saw these events take place in Acts chapters 14 and 16 and 27, and now he's gonna talk about this particularly almost kind of funny story where he had to be saved by his own congregation. They had to like lower him in a basket out of the city wall. <laughs> so we're gonna read that account and then we're gonna cross-reference with Acts chapter nine. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is made to stumble? And I do not burn with indignation. If boasting is necessary, I will boast about my weaknesses. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is blessed forever, knows I am not lying. In Damascus, a ruler, uh, a ruler under King Aretas guarded the city of Damascus in order to arrest me. So I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. So rounding out the, the cataloging of his sufferings and introducing this theme that he's going to build upon later about how he boasts more in his weaknesses, how through his weaknesses he's made strong, Christ's, uh, the, the Christ strength is made perfect through Paul's own weaknesses. He gives us one last story about how in Damascus, there was this ruler who had the whole city shut down. Like, find Paul, shut the gates, find this guy and arrest him. And they had to do some cloak and dagger to get him out of town. <laughs> here's what he just, here, here's the story in Acts chapter nine, as recorded under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by Luke, that Paul just alluded to in 2 Corinthians 11. Here's Acts chapter nine, verse 17. Ananias went and entered the house. He placed his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road you were traveling has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Dude, Paul's testimony begins with suffering. Like he was stricken blind for three days. And then Ananias calls him brother and then he can see. Something to that Christian. At once, something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Stop putting off baptism. If you need us to baptize you at Redemption Church, sign up today, redemptionwashington.com. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul was with the disciples in Damascus for some time. Immediately, he began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues. He is the son of God. All who heard him were astounded and said, isn't this the man in Jerusalem who is causing havoc for those who call on his name and came here for the purpose of taking them as prisoners to the chief priests? But Saul grew stronger and kept confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had passed, the Jews conspired to kill him, but Saul learned of their plot. So they were watching the gates day and night intending to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the wall. When he arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him since they did not believe he was a disciple. Barnabas, however, took him and brought him to the apostles and explained to them how Saul had seen the Lord on the road and the Lord had talked to him. That's what makes him an apostle. And how in Damascus he had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. Saul was coming and going with them in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. 
So this was this goes all the way back to the roots. Uh, Paul was converted, you know, in the, in the timeline of Acts in chapter nine, and the story of being lowered by his followers in a basket from a wall to escape the ruler in Damascus that was plotting to kill him comes from the very beginning of his testimony. He went all the way back to his roots. And he says, if boasting is necessary, I will boast about my weaknesses. The God and Father, the Lord Jesus, who is blessed forever, knows I am not lying. And now we also, likewise, we know Paul's not lying. This the story is recorded in Acts, exactly as Paul represents it here. In fact, we know that he mentions King Aretas, the, uh, who guarded the city of Damascus in order to arrest him. That lines up with what's described here. They were watching the city gates night and day in order to track Paul down. And that's why they used the window because the windows weren't being watched, the gates were, the city streets were. This is really, this is really, really cool. He's boasting, he's never boasted before. He's boasting because everybody else is boasting. These super apostles are boasting about stupid stuff. Paul is boasting about his afflictions. He's boasting about his weaknesses. And he goes way back in the archives for this story about being lowered in a basket outside of Damascus. He's taking the polar opposite approach. Rather than glorifying himself, he's cataloging his pain and suffering and affliction all the more. Paul, it seemed, was kind of an embarrassment at times to the, to the church in Corinth. He was usually homeless, <laughs> kind of poor, and subject to beatings, evidently. But these super apostles must have been very impressive from the outside looking in. So Paul isn't playing that game. He's boasting instead in his sufferings. He's boasting instead about his weaknesses. He knows that he's not lying in anything that he says. He tells the story and he goes all the way back to his roots. This sets us up for chapter 12. Boasting is necessary. It is not profitable, but I will move on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. The next proof in his braggadocio campaign, if you will, ironically, because he's not really bragging, he's cataloging all the bad stuff that's happened to him. He's gonna then point to his own apostolic authority as proven by something that God showed him about heaven. And that is chapter 12. Come to church this weekend because this is fascinating. You wanna see Paul talk about what it's like to be caught up into paradise? Second Corinthians chapter 12. I'll see you tomorrow.